Welcome to the Skeptic Choir. We're a little out of practice. Hello. 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 Is this on? Hello. Hello. Is on? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Stop calling hello, otherwise Harpo will come over. Bonjour. Guten Tag. Howdy. Ah. Ah, we're in Texas. Yes. Howdy. It is episode 168 of the Skeptic Wire for the 3rd of September 2014. I'm your host, Caroline, and with me this week are Donald Swafford. Am I really here? Because I'm not quite feeling it. I'm not. And Greg Perrine. Hello, beautiful. You two ladies. Not creepy at all. (laughs) So, how's you handle the the engineering stuff. Donna handies the uh, like the anthropological handies? stuff on on the podcast. I do the creepy, the um, creepy stalker. Stuff. Hey, ladies. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That doesn't make me feel uncomfortable whatsoever. So, how's everybody's month been? Okay. Um, I, neat little thing is uh, a week or so ago, I went to see the uh, bluegrass trio Nickel Creek pl- perform up in Austin. And they played the uh, song about Harold Camping. Huh? That was fun. It's called The 21st of May, if you want to Google it. Uh, it's, a, it's a fairly short song, so you get through it in a couple minutes. They probably have it on the YouTubes. Yes. Because <laughs> sometimes you can't find it on the googly part of Google, but on the youtube part of Google, you can find songs. There's also, I think they did a like a three or four song tiny desk concert for NPR. Ah. So that's probably searchable as well. Which includes the Harold Camping 21st of May song. Interesting. Donna? Yes? What have I done lately? Anything from you? I work. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Cool. Well, uh, I, I work too now. Yay! Yay! Or boo, depending on how... I'm, I'm actually still covered with mud from being out uh, uh, in the field today. And then coming directly to the podcast. It's and, a good look for you. Oh, well, thank you very much. I, it's probably it, good for the skin. Yeah, when the, when, the, when the mud is fresh, it looks uh, pretty much like baby poo. But. Uh, <laughs> Lovely. All over the inside of the car. you got to let the Texas Tourism Bureau know about that. Right. You know, come to Texas, be covered in our mud. Looks That's like baby poo. Well, to be fair, these are like oil pipeline muddy places. So, you know. Basically, like, like Iraq and so shiny, <laughs> yeah. So, but um, last weekend, uh, I was part of the Texas Open, sorry, the Austin Open Carry Guitar Rally, which is a satirical look. Uh, 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 no, not a look. A uh, satirical take on the open carry gun things, and it's just kind of drawing attention to kind of how silly it is. And it's safer and cooler to carry a guitar than a gun. I believe so. Uh, yes. So, even, even uh, though I, w- I, I wouldn't carry a guitar, I would well, carry another. Instrument. Well, it was just we had a we had a drummer there. Actually, okay. the drummer from MC Nine Hundred Foot Jesus, uh, he was there. Uh, but unfortunately, despite Dallas having done this first and having a couple hundred people show up, in Fresno, California, doing it 
simultaneously as the Austin and having uh, you know good fifty so people show up. Austin being the musical capital, capital. of Texas, and, if not and, the world, and the literal capital of Texas. Yes, had a blazingly huge number of people that you could count on one hand from Austin. There were five people from Austin and a homeless guy from Austin, so he could pay possibly say six. And then uh, me. Just because he's homeless doesn't mean that he is not allowed to open carry. No, no, no. <laughs> well, he didn't actually. He didn't have an instrument, although he borrowed some some guy's guitar. He could play. Yeah. So there was yeah. So there were five people, and then me from San Antonio, and then my buddy from Dallas, who we will hear uh, talking like now, talking about the open carry. Oh, so we have uh, some. Talk about what happened at the open carry rally. Yeah, and what it's about. Cool. By by Kyle Reynolds. So so roll it, G- Gary. That me. Kyle Reynolds from Dallas, who has helped put together the Austin Open Carry Guitar Rally and the Dallas Open Carry Guitar Rally. So, uh, Kyle, who are you? What makes you tick? And what, what, what the hell is all this stuff about, anyway? Uh, I am uh, just a guy from Dallas, but I, I am a musician, an ex-musician, I guess, really. You're never an ex-musician. You're just <laughs> a musician true. who's in I'm always a, You're always in the lifestyle, exactly. <laughs> um, and so uh, I came across this guy, Barry Cuda, who had uh, made a statement about having an open-carry guitar rally as a sort of a satirical... Uh, stab back at the open carry guitar or open carry gun okay. guys. Gun yeah. guys, yes. There's in the more in, dangerous people in Dallas. There is an open carry uh, current, open carry Tarrant County group that is specifically uh, the most dangerous. And he they they take they take loaded AR-15s and they walk into Target and Chipotle and Chili's and places like that because they, they show how safe they are. Yeah, exactly. Because they're they're they think that they're because they have this right, they're exercising it. And if they don't exercise it, then it's going to magically disappear. Sure. So the be- they think the best way to do that is by parading around with <laughs> AR-15s. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the best background music to this interview. <laughs> well, I don't know. While discussing the open carry gun guys, it actually might be it might be very accurate uh, background music. It's very patriotic. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, anyway, so we thought this was a sort of a non-confrontational way to make a statement uh, about how dangerous we think that is. Now, it's sort of you know I view it as sort of in the vein of Frank Zappa, where you're using satire as as a weapon, right? And it, it's a way of approaching dangerous and controversial subjects uh, and making a statement without. You know, going and yelling at people. This machine yes. destroys. Yes, everything. exactly, exactly. So, uh, so I joined up with Barry, and we uh, got the one in Dallas going, and then we saw that this one in Austin was going. So we joined up with him a little bit, and there's one in Fresno happening today. Uh, we had one in Cleveland, and there's one happening, or actually one did happen in Oregon. So it's sort of become slightly a kind of a, a national movement. We're hoping. 
Uh, at the one in Dallas, we had some local celebrities show up, and we're hoping to make it an annual event where we have a lot of other celebrities that showed interest that were either touring Europe or, you know, doing things that celebrities do. Right. As opposed to showing up for As free. As to showing up for free for something that a couple of guys in their garage decided would be a good idea. Yeah. But there was some interest. Now, you're wearing a shirt that says, don't shred on me, and then the hashtag open guitar rally. Uh, are those available, these shirts? Yes, they are. If you go to the... Uh, we have... A website, opencarryguitarrally.com. We have a section there for swag. You can get these. These are the original shirts that we made for the Dallas event. You can also order, uh, I believe there are some mugs and uh, shirts from the Cleveland event. Now, we're not making any money off these. These are just links to the local artists that, that created the things. And one of the things about this that, that we're really trying to, to stress and we think is one of the reasons why the Dallas one was so successful is... We applied an open source uh, mindset to it. Um, I'm from IT, so it was easy to do. Where, whereas we, we made all of the artwork and all of the principles of what we were doing sort of Creative Commons and open, and that allowed people to take this inf- take the same art and information and modify it to their own. We created form letters that people could send to media. And uh, so everybody was able to take that information and, and make it their own, and it, it really helped everything spread pretty quickly. So uh, I think that was an important step, and we're trying to help spread that to the other ones as well. Excellent. <laughs> and now you, you took your guitar into the Capitol, did you? Not? I did, actually, wearing a GoPro. <laughs> so we'll see. And I didn't get shot. So, so that's good. Kinda, yeah, that's impressive. Um, it wouldn't make great headlines, though. No. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, no. I am. I consider myself. While the open carry gun guys consider me to be uh, very much a communist, I consider myself to be uh, very much a patriot. In that, you know, the common response to me when I complain about uh, gun legislation is, if you don't like it, move to another country. But the thing is, I actually really love this country, and I don't want to see it overtaken by idiocy. You don't want to turn into the Afghanistan exactly. where everybody's walking down with a Exactly, exactly. And so I think that it's very patriotic to stand up for what you believe in and to fight for this country being a nice, you know, progressive place where people can be intelligent and, and, and you can have disagreements and you can talk about yes, it. Yes, exactly. Instead of give each other death threats for right. a meeting. I mean, when I hit the gun forums, uh, to they, they came and sort of attacked our Facebook page and you know, when in responding to them immediately, the the responses I get, I'm, I'm used to handling discussions with friends where we disagree and we back them up with things. You go, oh, you know, actually, you have a really good point. Let me see what I think about that. Instead, oh, evidence, really, yeah, interesting. With, with these guys, uh, an interesting I was immediately argue. greeted with uh, <laughs> fag and uh, communist, and yeah, I hope you hang in. Uh, in a, and all, all the things that they say for us atheists. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh yes, yeah. If you're an atheist against guns, God, in Texas, it's, it's rough. It's like walking around with a target on you. Uh, but yeah, no, they're not a they're not a friendly group of people. So. And the interesting thing is, they you know they they claim that they're they're for uh, the fighting for these constitutional rights. They love that Second Amendment, 
But when it comes to the First Amendment, yeah. they, you know, they're not, they don't seem to be as willing to fight for that one. <laughs> Which is weird, because that are. comes before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you think you'd have to read that one to get to the second one, but apparently not. Apparently. If you just highlight that one and put it on pamphlets and hand it out to people with a flag on it, you can skip the first one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Okay, so you wrote, you wrote an article about yes, open yes, carry and what yes. you can learn. Yeah, it was mentioned in the Dallas Morning News, but they didn't actually print it. <laughs> but it's but available online. It's available online, yeah, at uh, sensiblehumanity.com. The, the article is what we can learn from the open carry guitar rally movement. Right on. And it's, uh, it talks about the open source thing. It talks about, you know, freedom of ideas. So, yeah, read that. Yeah. See what you think. Let Go to. <laughs> Go to. And then send, send the money. He's, he doesn't have a Patreon account, but you should probably set one up for him and then give him money. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Read it and uh, and leave comments. And and unlike the open carry gun guys, I actually appreciate uh, constructive criticism. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I welcome it. All right. Well, wasn't that insightful? So <laughs> I was mesmerized. I, I, I. Yeah, the sa- sadly, uh, I haven't actually played that for anybody on the podcast yet, nor have I listened to it since I recorded it. So it'll be interesting cutting that one in. <laughs> so anyway, it was nice to see Kyle. We uh, we went to high school together and uh, played in a couple of bands together, and um, so now we've touched base. Again, Good. and That's he's awesome. he's got into activism. He helped put up the open carry thing up in Dallas, help help get that going, and and also uh, he does you know online activism. And, cool. You know, I've, he yells at people. I've heard some yeah. of those open carry rallies sometimes will get counter protesters of actual gun carriers. Yeah. Well, Everything if it has the words open carry. Um, how can how can I put this? The amosexuals believe that is their their chance to um, be out and be proud. Yeah, but but the the open carry had a uh, a non confrontation policy, you know. So uh, if people were getting confrontational up in Dallas, apparently they had little duck whistles or duck duck calls that they would do. Oh 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 oh, because apparently it appears that they had some. Some conference. Some don't tread on me people. Yeah, they, they they had shirts that say "Don't shred on me." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, look up look up the open carry on Facebook. Uh, there's there's now an, uh, a group I believe that you can join and and they're trying to make it an annual kind of thing or at least until the stupidity goes away and hopefully will not turn into Afghanistan in the United <laughs> States. Anyway. So what's been happening? Oh, we have a quiz? Do we have a quiz? Yes. Uh, while we've been on hiatus this summer, we've been doing kind of a different from our birthday opening segment where we've I've gathered a few different one-star reviews from items on Amazon.com and seen if my co-hosts could guess what those items are. And uh, we figure maybe uh, we'll continue the segment, maybe not quite as often, maybe once a month, once every couple months. But um, let's start with item number one. Item number one. The title of the review is Acrylic. (laughs) Okay. I purchased this item because it was cheap, and I have never had one that did not work for me. They seem to be very sensitive to me and usually swing wildly in my hand, or with, with or without being charged. This one remains stock still, even though I, after multiple attempts of charging it myself, the most I've gotten is a slight vibration. Very slight. Any guesses so far? <laughs> I'm going it's, with... It's acrylic? 
That well, that gets into the next part of the review. Well, by the sounds of it, somebody's unhappy with their vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, no, no uh, okay. I'm okay. just by what you read. I think it's some sort an... of ghost hunting equipment. You're getting there. Uh, it, it does indeed feel like a piece of plastic, acrylic to be exact. Th- this one feels dead, even after charging it in the summer solstice oh, for a whole is... day. Pet, uh, pet rock. <laughs> You're getting close. Um, th- think of. Uh, um, um, no, just keep reading. We'll figure it. I will be returning this item. I would rather spend... I'd rather you didn't. <laughs> I would rather spend $30 for Los Scarabro than at least works. It's really a shame. Your best bet is to go to a fair or a store and buy one in person to ensure it works before you take it home. Oh, is it like a dream catcher? You are closer <laughs> with Pet Rock. <laughs> pet Rock acrylic... Chia Pet. I don't know. Okay, no. Uh, I'm, no. I'm still going with my first idea, but... Natural Quartz Crystal Pendulum 12-Facet Reiki Charged. Oh, okay. So they, oh, they bought yeah. this, basically, this <laughs> supposed quartz crystal and uh, with 12 facets, which is apparently important for pendulum for doing spiritual 12. stuff. And, yeah, and and for rolling, you know, for, for damage. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, according to this reviewer, they felt it was not... Um, not actual crystal, but thought it was... That's because their 12th level mage probably died. <laughs> the, so so besides the theme of just in general what's going on, it's, it seems there's a, a theme of most of the things that I, I looked up for this week. Most of the reviews, which I had to weed through, were, this is utter crap. This was built in China. This does not work. <laughs> it fell apart before it got to me, all that kind of stuff. That's weird, because you think Reiki, 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 whatever, whatever the fuck it is called. You think like a a Chinese Reiki would be just as good as, no wait, Uh, I mean Reiki is sort of Oriental, Asian, Eastern. Eastern Easterny. Eastern-ish. Eastern-ish, exactly. Yeah, so kind of odd, but okay, zero points so far, that's all right. Uh, Yay, we're both losers. you, you, You misdirected us with Pet Rock. Yeah, that kind of was a misdirection. Rock? No. Is similar to crystal. They're both like mineral no. things. No, no, no. I said you were closer with pet rock. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving shall on. We? And the losers, the losers demand we move on. <laughs> All right, number two. Um, this entire review is in all caps. Shit sandwich. Oh. No. <laughs> Um, I was tempted to just start yelling it, but please, I think our, our listeners would not appreciate that, let alone the people actually in this room. Well, the dog would probably misappreciate that. The most. No, my headache will start screaming at you, and that won't all, be In all caps? Yes. Okay, there we go. So uh, this is a fairly long review, so if you have an idea what is going on here, um, then feel free to interrupt me, but uh, we'll see. Item number two. This was a fake. The authentic one is worth every penny if you can find a authentic one. This is fake. Do not buy. Ark of the Covenant. 
Real item has helped calm my son and transform him into literally the perfect child. Transmogrifier from Calvin Hobbes. <laughs> no. He would Amber have... teething necklace. I... No, but you're getting there. He would have bad tantrums, beat up kids at school. He was out of control, couldn't take him anywhere, it was hard, would blow up over everything and anything, had no patience in the world. A friend had an authentic item, that's kind of how it was spelled, um, and literally was almost scary and creepy in a good way. The, hold on. The effects the item had on him, it Liz- was like magic. Liz- yeah. Lizzie, Lizzie Borden's axe. No. No. He held it for no more than thirty seconds, and I was an was I bleh, and I was a instant believer. What happened was my son sneezed. He got boogies on his face. This <laughs> <laughs> can't possibly be real. And normally it, it was, and the instant I saw it, I was like, I gotta use this, even if you don't guess it. And normally he would have freaked out, like his reactions would have been instant screaming with panic fit Nitty that pot. he would do no. for a tissue. No, sorry. Uh, like he would do that when I'd tell him he needed to calm down, then he'd scream, and then he needed tissue now! And it turned into war because he tried to make him calm and talk nicely, or better yet, the kid, five, he should... Yeah, there this, was a five this, in there. This doesn't really tell us anything about the item at all, though. Uh, okay, let me... Um, <laughs> How does it work? What does it do? You hold it in your hand? Uh, okay. So, anyways... <laughs> So anyways. So, so anyways, he's holding the sphere for about one min, and he sneezes boogies all down his face, and he says nicely, Mommy, can I please have a tissue? Oh my god, this sounds probably like no big deal. But if you know my son, it was the craziest thing so I ever witnessed. No. <laughs> yes. All right, let me skip down here. It's um, an orb, so uh, it's got to be... Oh, uh, it's it's a, it's it, not not the eye of Sauron, but the 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 little uh, the testicles. <laughs> testicles of Sauron. <laughs> You're actually closer with testicles. Bull, uh, bull testicles. Um, no, uh, uh, elephant testicles. No, but it's it's spherical. <laughs> um, I'm like a straight straight person, spelled S T R eight. Real person, no joke here. The stone is amazing. But unfortunately, this one is a fake. Also purchased on eBay and got fake. So beware. I've yet to find authentic t- for, so far to pay- purchase out of fakes. Alien balls. Uh, yeah, pretty... Uh, I have no idea. Just fucking tell us. <laughs> two inch, 50 millimeter, natural black obsidian divination sphere crystal ball with stand. Okay, seriously, we were never getting that. Okay? I figured you were getting. I think I was closest with the Eye of Sauron. That uh, hey, thing. Yes. I did magic amber necklace, which hey. apparently yeah. is a teething thing. I think you both get half a point on that one. Hey, hey. I well, still like I, testicles. Of Sauron. I just liked that one so much because it was just so fucking insane that I balanced with the the crystal pendulum one, which also didn't really tell you what the hell was going on there. Uh-huh. So uh, not entirely unexpected. It was a little bit of a. Uh, a cheat? A cheat that I figured that it was just too good to read. But let's move on to number three. So right now, you each have half a point. There is a material involved here. Ah. Yes. Item number three. Eyeball pokers. Another I'm going to- <laughs> Another voodoo device that my loving wife purchased to locate treasures beyond her wildest dreams. After receiving this in the mail and reading the instructions, I found myself searching YouTube to find other lunatics claiming that these 
bent wires to be worth dowsing more than... Dowsing rods. Yes, copper dowsing rods. Copper to really? Yes. Ha-ha! <laughs> um, <laughs> I get a point! <laughs> yes, you do. None could prove any useful for usefulness for these dowsing rods, and most, most are made by bending a wire coat hanger, which is far more intelligent than paying more than 35 cents for these. <laughs> the item was actually 20 bucks or something like that. Okay. And it ends up with, also, these can be dangerous. They can easily take an eye out. Hence the eyeball Good point. pokers. Yeah, one. don't don't run don't run with your dowsing rods. So you never you never see dowsers running. <laughs> yeah, never. No safety issue. Yeah, plus they work by the hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Gary has one and a half points. Donna has half a point. Let's see if you can um, uh, even things up here, Donna. With item number four, curiosity killed the cat. This is a very dangerous thing to do. This is bad. That many occultists will not even touch one. Ouija board. Ouija board. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> we were sur- I just, just as you were getting it out, I yeah, it, it, basically a, a it. lot of very much like if you don't believe in spirits, why are you doing this? You could cause mental problems that you wouldn't even be aware of. It's irresponsible. Blah 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 blah. But I saw, I saw, and this may be a fake, but I, I saw like in. As part of a film tie-in, McDonald's on their Happy Meals is going to have a little Ouija board. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, I, again, I just that was in passing. It may uh, have been a dream so, you and, had. No, no, it was definitely okay. on, on Facebook, but um, I didn't follow up on it, so it I, could have been an onion or something like that. Maybe it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. I remember the comment of whoever it was that posted said, "Oh, I'd totally buy this." <laughs> So it may have been an onion. Dude. It's fake. Ah, bugger. McDonald's Happy Meal Halloween time will contain yeah. a Ouija board this year. According to Snopes, it is false. Aw. Which makes but sense. But I have to say this. Whoever did the graphic design work on this is pretty fucking amazing. Okay? <laughs> pretty much amazeballs. Cool. There you go. Which is in the dictionary these days. <laughs> that has become my new favorite saying is amazeballs. <laughs> Hence your all your ball related comments. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's see if uh, Donna can retrieve some of her honor with item number five. Honor. See here, that would require that I'd actually want honor. <laughs> I've kind of, oh, yeah. It, that's that's a really heavy load. You mean my dinky little quiz did not ex- does not affect your self esteem in any way? Not really. No. Damn it. <laughs> but I'm having fun with it. All right. Well, let's just move on to item number five. A Houdini's bl- balls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was actually a good miniseries. The, what? Uh, <laughs> history- <laughs> no, History Channel just did History Channel. And just it was did called it. Houdini's balls. It should have been okay because and it was it, Adrian Brody. Yeah, and and the the follow up was uh, Hitler's ball. <laughs> <laughs> item number five: a blind alley. For all A.E. White did to attract English speakers to notions of the esoteric doctrine, he did not offer a profound grasp of the true teaching. And his commentaries are evidence that he was more of an intellectual esoterist rather than a practical one. No Googling, Donna. <laughs> it can be under- A.E. White. That's because I know E.A. White, didn't, he wrote, well, E. White wrote, um, Dianetics. No, no, he wrote one of the uh, stories of Merlin. 
I don't think this is about that, but is I, it about I don't know. out of body experiences? Is? Nope. It can be understood that he was writing about ideas, not realities. This item reflects more of that point of view. It is so popular because it reduces the true nature of the item into a simplified literal form, and this has been a gross injustice to both the item and to Jesus humanity. Jesus' foreskin. <laughs> no. One of 27, apparently. The real, the real item contains a wealth of intuitive knowledge, but the Western traditions have missed this point. The item has been diverted into a way to make money or influence others. Intentions which cause the naive to create suffering for themselves and others. It's, it's, that, it's that prayer rug you get in the, in the mail that's saying <laughs> that you have to send it back with the donation. No. I don't think they sell that on eBay. The true use of this item is largely unknown, but it can be discovered by studying the... Crystal init- skull. <laughs> no, but uh, a fine, fine guess. Uh, by studying the Initiatech path of the Arcana of the Blank and the Kabbalah by Samuel Onwar. Heron, this one, one sees this item and the Kabbalah as the same science. Is it the little red bracelet thingies that they wear? Nope. Or the no, little ball, balls? The, the thing balls? <laughs> Okay, Gary, the theme of this quiz is not balls. <laughs> what? Me? <laughs> the, well, part of the reason why I found this funny is because they were comparing this standard kind of usual supernatural item that a lot of people haven't used with the Kabbalah. Okay, so... Um, Dreamcatcher. No, Wand. not Dreamcatcher. I don't know. You're getting uh, closer. Uh, Wand is one of the four. Wand, cup. Yes. Uh, With the balls and cups. Why <laughs> <laughs> um, neti pots, swords, and Merlin's. coins. What? Wands, cups, cups swords, swords, coins. Tarot deck. Yes. What? Yes, apparently Herodek has something to do with Kabbalah, oh, according tarot. to this reviewer. Oh, tarot. Okay. tarot. Yeah, Tarot. God, I miss Tarot! Yeah, because all, all I could think was, like, Terrasaur. <laughs> <laughs> the Terodek! Hey. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> it's like, it's like pick, a, pick a card, any card, damn, none of, none of opposable thumbs. Hell, I don't even have thumbs. <laughs> they just had little tiny arms. Yeah. Yeah, I just think of the uh, Stephen Wright joke. Uh, I stayed up last night playing uh, poker with the tarot deck and three people died. <laughs> so that is this month's uh, Amazon review quiz. And uh, Gary is this month's winner. Yay! Yay! I win nothing. Though You I... win our love and respect. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe that for a moment. Yeah, I, I wasn't buying it either. Ah, well, that was sort of a miscarriage of justice, giving me the points there. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't mean to swarm you with uh, odd questions and misleading uh, clues. Wow. Really? <laughs> so, so from open carry <laughs> to police swarming an elementary no elementary not elementary uh junior high high school woodrow wilson high school school. near dallas near dallas so all our friends in dallas all one of you uh (laughs) it appears that according to kdfw i think it was something like that um they found what appeared to be a fetus 
in a female toilet stall. Uh, it was found by a janitor. And therefore, the police had to swarm the Woodrow Wilson High School to find out who would do such a horrible, despicable act as disposing of a fetus in... in including... Which is a horrible, despicable act. Yes. However... Including, they sent a helicopter. Yeah. And How then, that was supposed to have them figure it out, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there could have been someone running away. Which, well, I'm, I'm assuming that they... With the lack of of evidence, worried that somebody had been killed, raped, murdered, whatever, and Maybe. the baby cut out or whatever, the fetus yeah. cut out or whatever. Like Caligula? Oh, no, wait, not Caligula. Um, uh, Claudius? Something uh, like that. I Claudius? No? No? Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Just, just saying. Right. It, it appears to be... I'm using appear instead of apparently... Because uh, <laughs> we say apparently far too much. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. High five over that. <laughs> Count it, people. Come Count on, it. 168 episodes in. We haven't really been doing a lot of high fives, so yeah. cut us a little Once slack, in a while. Gary. So the police decided to have a an excessive response, which appears to be the thing to do for police recently. <laughs> Uh, so since, you know, Ferguson have, is having such fun, they decided to do it with the high school students. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what they were really kind of accomplishing, because there seemed to be a lot of running around and, like I said, a helicopter or whatever, and parents were showing up to the school. And being told to go away. Yeah, without any re- explanation uh, of what was going on. Okay. For all they knew, there was like well, a shooter. Okay, hold on. <laughs> In that defense of the public justice system, giving that information out when they don't when they're still assessing the situation i completely agree with because people talk it's the it's the age of facebook yeah. all they need is somebody going in there and going oh my god there's an active shooter da 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 da, da on facebook and now all of a sudden you've got police or whatever yeah bigger swarming. problems you've yeah. got bigger problems in this because then you have digital... other people showing up trying to get the kids out. So you have bystanders, uh, which if you're looking for somebody, they could easily go off into. So there's, 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 there is some. However, devil's advocate of basically, if you don't tell people something of what's going on, they will make something up and probably post it on Facebook as well. Good point. There's no good solution. <laughs> Regardless. Oh, go ahead. I'm just saying that at that time there is probably also a a procedure that the police are following about who they can and cannot give that information to. And I'm sorry, Joe Blow Citizen walking up going, hey, what the hell's going on here? Why is there a fucking helicopter flying over my kid's school? Helicopter. Is... <laughs> I seen a helicopter. <laughs> Which was uh... one of the quotes. <laughs> uh... But one of the problems with this overreaction is they started immediately jumping to conclusions about why a fetus or a fetus-like object was in the toilet and whether the person should immediately have uh, uh, charges brought against them. Without trying to assess the situation in a calculated manner, they're immediately causing fear 
and pointing fingers at somebody who possibly didn't even know they were pregnant? Could be. You had people like uh, Alan Elliott of the Baby Moses Foundation or whatever, which is essentially the no questions asked, drop off your kid kind of organization, fire departments, whatever. It seemed to be that people like that were automatically assuming that this was an abortion because they didn't have all the information and they were just you know, assuming that, well, you know, they should have carried it to term. So this is something bad. If, 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 they, if we find them, we should bring them on charges, that kind yeah. of talk. Yeah. We're not understanding that apparently they've since found out it was a very early term fetus of some sort. So it prob- it doesn't necessarily mean that it's an abortion. It could have been a miscarriage, right. and that doesn't Which mean that anybody should Which be- is considered a spontaneous abortion. But, you know, heaven forbid, in the state of Texas, somebody has an abortion, whether it is elective or, you know, fucking fate, whatever it yeah. is, you know. Throw them in jail! <laughs> That's what I say. Yeah, it's no, not. It's it's really not that funny. You've been really hanging out is, with oil men too much. <laughs> and no, yes. it's really becoming the Handmaid's Tale here. So. Yeah. Well, one of my my coworkers uh, worked to get this abortion law, uh, which has fortunately been mostly struck down by federal judges. Or Thank you. Stayed for now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's one of those guys, and yeah. Uh, I'm still looking for a uh, job, so uh, even though I'm employed. So if you guys uh, know anything about electrical engineering, let me know. I'll move. Um, anyway, <laughs> so it seems like this is the the perfect confluence of like police maybe overreacting, yeah, and not understanding the medical nature of what is a miscarriage, what's an abortion, what's not, and maybe not even caring because all they think is, oh, baby. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, from from the time that some guy spooges anywhere near a vagina, that's automatically means that it's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> with a, with I a, don't think that's how it's declared in wiggly, the with a wiggly Texas tail bill, but and <laughs> a protein head and and uh, it gives a sperm. Yeah. yeah, we got it. Yeah, okay. We got it. Moving along. Well, did <laughs> Greg looked confused. He's like, what? where are you going with this? I'm confused anytime you talk, Gary. There we go. <laughs> well, spatula. So, we think that... The, the, I have no idea how we're going to end this. How are we going to end this? Um, <laughs> I was Texas, trying to sum up and like push Texas that all together. Texas Police Department oh, overreacts. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Texans overreact. Some scared girl is now afraid that she is probably going to be brought up on fucking charges because, oh, let's see here. Um, Texas has no concept of what um, medical science is. Science. End of story. <laughs> Boom. And who is trying to keep people from knowing what science is? Ohio. <laughs> There's a miscarriage of education. Yes. What, uh, what House bill is that there, Greg? All right. We have up in Ohio House Bill 597, sponsored by, I believe, a Republican, Andy Thompson. And it's essentially, you think we use apparently too much? I use essentially all the fucking time. Well, you like the essential oils and stuff. Not going to go there. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, now, I, I, now my mind just went there. <laughs> my mind has its own train of thought, and I don't want you looking at my caboose. Uh, right. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> it seems the point of this bill is essentially to say we don't like the Common Core standards, which there's a lot of talk and back talk over it, and I haven't really personally read into it very much, so I can't comment too much on this. But essentially, the House bill is essentially replacing the Common Core federal standards with right. the the own its own version of Ohio of their standards. And there seems to be a lot of extraneous language added here and there because it's supposed to officially be modeled kind of on like a circa 2000 Massachusetts core standard before Massachusetts actually switched themselves over to course uh, common core. And, but there's Would a that lot be of the, uh, Romney educational standard when he was... could be, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember honestly, <laughs> probably. Um, but essentially a lot of other, um, bizarre to us scientifically minded, um, non-conservative people, a lot of weird language has been slipped in there for, um, just just odd reasons. For the cores. Yeah. And there are some things where essentially, on the surface, it seems like a really great idea. Like there's language along the lines of um, basically political and religious viewpoints are not supposed to be pushed via these standards. The quote is, House Bill 597 says new state science standards must, quote, prohibit political or religious interpretation of scientific facts in favor of another. So on the surface, we, on the reality side, say, well, yeah, that's good. There shouldn't be any religious... Religious? (laughs) Religious? Nice. There shouldn't be any religious kind of bent to things. So from our point of view, that might say, oh, you shouldn't have creationism and intelligent design. But the rest of the science standards are essentially saying, no, no, let's not talk about science and its process and whatever. Let's just teach the facts. And and, and it, it seems like more of a way to butt well, in the controversy. Okay, you know what? I want to actually read the entire bit from House Bill 597, which is the standards in science shall be based in core existing disciplines of biology, chemistry, and physics, incorporating grade-level mathematics and be referenced to the mathematics standards, focus on academic and scientific knowledge rather than scientific processes, <clears throat> and prohibit political or religious interpretation of science facts in favor of another. Now, uh, I did that <clears throat> because... They're basically saying what to think rather than how to think, which yeah. is what you should be getting out of school is how to think, not right. what to think. Well, it, it, it also kind of touches on something that bothered me about my science education, which I thought was fairly good for a liberal New Jersey kind of area, in that we had like chemistry classes where you learned kind of the, the mathematics of the chemistry formulas, whatever, and then you had to go do a lab where you mixed A and B and, oh, look, it became C in this amount of com- com- combination or something like that. There was no reason behind why you were doing that lab or what you're supposed to learn. It was just by rote that you were doing this mix A and B. Or maybe you, you actually... just missed that part. No, no. They, <laughs> we were just supposed to mix stuff and, like, is it blue? Yes, you, you passed. Why is it blue? There was no why behind it or why anybody would combine those. And there was a, there was a lot of process to it of, hey, let's try these other things. So... A lot of this is just like it's the learning the the dates 
and the names in history without understanding the social context and right. the 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 interaction of various cultures or any it's it's the surface without any of the meat to it especially because science is supposed to be more about the process and why we know what we know rather than we know the sky oh, is blue right. because of oxygen. You know what? That actually makes me, oh God, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, proud of my Catholic school education <laughs> because my, okay, so I had Father Sorensen and Father Evans who taught chemistry and physics. Mm-hmm. They both had doctorates actually in their respective fields. And they were pretty much of the, you want to try something out? Okay, I'm going to stand back here. <laughs> Very much the, the you know, you'll only do it once, once you, you figure it out, yeah. you know. But, I mean, I had science teachers that were very much, no, let's, rather than just mix stuff and go, ooh, pretty, yeah. let's delve into it. Let's- it, it would depend on the teacher, because sometimes it was just chemistry by rote, where in sixth grade we had Mr. Wallace, who was very inspirational, very enthusiastic about science and what you can learn. There was a whole like semester long project about, we all had to invent something and then present why we had invented it, what it would be used for. And that was more of the science of trying to do something new and how you would go through a design process and stuff like that. So it did depend on the teacher, but I get a patent. Exactly. See your point that some curriculum and some teachers are basically inherently better for learning science than others. But I have to say this, though. Father Sorensen, who taught physics, he had actually, in grade school, he'd been taught by Dr. Oppenheimer. He was a student. So I'm basically a grand student of Robert Oppenheimer, and that's kind of like one of my... Humble brag. It's it's (laughs) cool, though, that I learned physics from a guy who learned physics from Robert Oppenheimer. Right. She's the bringer of death. Don't you already know that? I kind of figured that was common knowledge. That's what I ever met, not the bomb. Donna. <laughs> exactly. Sorry. It's a talent. It's a, it's a great release of energy. Boats. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so Ohio, now they haven't passed this. It's still in discussion, and right. it's actually going to be voted on. So voters still have time to think about it and think about the language. There may be some, like, you can email your senator or something yeah. like that. And all. But, of course, uh, I mean, besides the teaching knowledge instead of process, um, and, and the thing is that there's multiple scientific processes, uh, mm-hmm. as many of us know. So it's not just one hypothesis experiment does the hypothesis support you know there's also uh uh, 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 uh god i don't know what the hell that's it that's all there is are, are you talking <laughs> uh, I'm, no are you talking about the idea that like you may have some intelligent designer and a biologist both look at the same evidence and say yeah. oh that means creationism and, and the other person concludes no that proves evolution well no i was thinking more it's because some people think that science is a one thing, kind of like right. cancer is one thing. Oh, that's a really bad analogy. But anyway, science but, knows what it knows, and it should never change. Yeah, it, right. Yeah. But but right. science, but science is it's the body of knowledge of what we know. It's also how we get to know what we know, and it's the how we get to know what we know, which is almost more important than what we know. But you have to know what we know because then you can progress. Yeah. But knowing how to get there 
is important because you then you can progress you, and it you keeps know you, why you can trust the old information right and it keeps you from making the mistakes of say uh, and we'll probably get into this soon eh, pseudoscience dowsing uh, the teething the, the amber bracelets amber bracelets and no. stuff like that right which seem to work on the surface but once you start thinking about it it's you're probably just spent some money on a, yeah. a bobble. And unfortunately, this Ohio bill is not just about those science standards. There's also apparently less stringent uh, math standards, like they don't really need, they don't require as much algebra and geometry in high school, that sort of thing. There's talk about... Yeah, that's bad. There was some language put in there that basically would limit the amount of non-English writers of, of, of basically literature read in English class before 1970. So the the idea was yeah, that... Wait, 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 nothing, uh, nothing before 1970? No, it would basically say that 80% of the literature read in English class had to be of British or American origin since 1970. Post-1970. Yes. So, but essentially the, the author of the bill said, oops, that language wasn't supposed to be in there. So, okay. but you can see some of the weird kind of... American English only. Let's right. not look at other people's viewpoints. Kind of bent to this, along with the, the it, let's not get into, let's not use political interpretation. Right in the literature, it says and require a choice of literary works to be studied solely on their basis of literary merit rather than popularity or political considerations. Meaning, don't read anything that might have any sort of political bent to sure. it. Well, 1984 is right out. <laughs> exactly. There's a In, Yeah, it tied to that is there's a lot of social studies standards that are essentially talking about, based on the acquisition of, quote, real knowledge, end quote, and really ignoring a lot of social issue things like the labor movement or... Right, and prohibit a specific <laughs> political or religious interpretation of the standards content, which is just taken straight but, from the, the social studies course. Yeah, which but is so, very similar the, to that science standard thing. The entire study of social science is it's about political. political unrest. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's how things happen. Right. The but whole labor movement is important that we know how we got to the five-day work week, which... Some of us don't have. Sorry. Not that you're bitter. It, no. it, it reminds me very much of the, the movement here in Texas a couple of years ago by the State Board of Education to kind of limit how much Thomas Jefferson was being taught of saying, like, let's They not... wanted him taught as a historical figure, but not as a move, as a member of the movement of enlightenment. Exactly. So it was like, let's just let's not learn about anything beyond that. This is a name. This is a date. It was the and, wigs, and wasn't why it? they weren't like important, the or what they may have contributed, no. or the negatives and the positives. There were good things about Jefferson. There were bad, rapey things about Jefferson. But but the thing about Jefferson is, first of all, he was born before 1970, and therefore, uh, <laughs> and therefore, he was important before 1970. And so, the only people that we should really be caring about is post 1970 people. We can forget about Carter, but like Reagan, Reagan, Reagan yeah, you absolutely yeah. have to do Reagan. <laughs> um, that's about it, yeah. Reagan. Uh, maybe maybe Clinton being a philanderer, <laughs> but other than that, you know, we we don't really need to really yeah. discuss anything about politics or <laughs> or anything else. You know? Which which is interesting because I remember in in my like I said, fairly good education system, we never really touched on pretty much any twentieth century history. 
it was all like the Civil War, the Revolutionary War, maybe some Roman stuff. Yeah, where we came from. Right, and 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 all that, but we never got into learning about Vietnam or or Korea or maybe a little on World War Two and stuff yeah, like that. Well, Not a lot of, I'm just like looking... there wasn't a lot of current events in my social studies, which I would which I had hoped there would be more of. But. Uh... <laughs> But not to the exclusion of everything else. Right, but I also think I, it may also depend on the classes you were taking and what their focus was. Because some some advanced, like the advanced placement courses, you we would discuss current events as in relationship mm-hmm. to, to other things. Whereas, and this, this is the, the one thing that, that I, I discovered when I snuck into the advanced placement stuff, <laughs> um, is that it was far more interesting. And I, yeah. I got better grades. And, because... It wasn't rote learning, which is yeah. all the the this regular non honors courses, for example, are just well, you're too stupid to actually think, therefore you will just memorize this. Yeah, I was going to say because I I didn't have that experience at all. I mean, my history was we did American history in ninth grade, like Revolutionary War to Civil War. The next year was. Civil War to modern, yeah. and then it was basically world history from you know, like thousand to to nineteen hundred, and then senior year was world problems. We had world problems, and then you had to take First civics. World problems, pretty much. Don't make me throw something at you, Gary. <laughs> um, but you had to take civics and economics as well. So you had a semester of civics, a semester of economics, but then you. It was t- always taught by the same guy, so you had the world problems in there, and whatever you were discussing in one of those two classes, you were discussing in world problems. That so, that does sound wonderful. There was there was like a quote unquote seminar class in my high school where like junior and senior year it kind of combined English and history, which did a lot more of what you were talking about. Yeah, that was the combining all that stuff in context or whatever, something like that. Um, the experience I had. I know this. it wasn't exactly this way, but it always seemed like we started with at the beginning of every single year with the Revolutionary War, kind of went up to the Civil War, and then next year we started over again at the same point. It was, it was a messy kind of thing, which is why, coming back around again, we kind of need these kind of common core standards to say, in ninth grade, we'll t- teach the Revolutionary War, but we don't have to do it again the next year. <laughs> well, the other side of that is is that also the United States is now a – we're a mobile society. Yeah. Okay. None of us live within 100 miles of where we graduated from high school. Thank God for that. <laughs> but what I'm saying, though, is is that if we don't provide a, a common core of – of standards, yeah. Kids who are moving a lot, and moving is now more Easy. likely to yeah. happen. You know, I mean, parents get transferred, you know, from job A to to place B, and you know, if you're suddenly going from Dallas to Atlanta and you don't have that common set of core, yeah, there's a problem. Right. It's like moving up. Uh, when when I moved up in math, for example, I went from regular math into advanced placement math, and suddenly we were doing base conversions. No <laughs> idea what a base was, <laughs> but it's that kind of idea where you yeah. you go from one thing to another, and suddenly you're lost because they're off on something that you didn't yeah. have no idea. Whereas if we can consolidate, which is dangerous, which is what 
a lot of people don't like because then that turns into a socialist kind of right. thing. So everybody's learning the same thing, and suddenly states don't have the rights, which is possibly what this Ohio thing is. It's a states' rights thing because they don't want to do what the government tells it. Well, first of all, because they and hate the you know government. what, my answer to that one is then quit taking your money from the fucking Department <laughs> of Education. Teach what the hell you want, and when your kids can't go to college, um, too bad, so sad. Yeah. Besides the whole mobility thing, the whole official point of Common Core is get kids ready for college. And if co- kids going to college don't have like the the algebra and geometry skills that I was mentioning earlier that Ohio is talking about not requiring, and or, or even and other things like the fact languages that and math, stuff like that, college algebra is the class that most people fail out of college over. Mm-hmm. But see, I, I'm not certain that necessarily the core should be preparing kids for college. Well, I, it's, it's it should, one of the stated core. Right. Well, the, right, but the the state the state of things should be to prepare kids for high school for 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 life. Mm-hmm. Balance a checkbook, know how to pay rent, set up your internet, understand you know. basic interest, yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, so you're not going out there and getting fleeced and screwed. So that because we shouldn't. And okay, granted, you know you have an advanced degree, you have a degree, and I have nearly an advanced degree, um, but. Like my my boss has a high school education and he's in super intelligent, right? He was able to find a position that allows him to use his skills without um, having to go to college. So he has real life skills and he obtained mm-hmm. them through the job and the job taught him. And now you know he's in a, at a company that doesn't give a shit whether you have a degree. It matters whether you can program. And manage right. manage projects. I didn't go to college for computer science, yeah. yet I am working as a programmer because exactly. I, I learned what I needed to know. And you're absolutely right that there's there's a loss of focus on we need to make sure that people can read before they graduate high school or yes. before they enter high school. We need to understand. Yeah. We need to expect them to be able to do basic math. We need to and and things like saying that we should not teach the scientific process is the same way as saying that we shouldn't teach people how to read a news story about science to interpret it to say, is that bullshit? Is that pseudoscience or is that real? It's right. the same thing of not teaching critical thinking so people get fooled by Onion articles. Right. Which is an – I want to say that I I think in high school in one of my classes we had how to read the newspaper. And part of it was reading the stock market. As well, as a civics class actually. Yeah. It was economics and civics. And and so we we learned how to go through a newspaper mm-hmm. and and follow the stock markets and just to know you know what the hell's going on. I'm beginning to worry about my New Jersey education because the most memorable social studies project I have from high school, no middle school, yeah middle school was um, basically everybody was assigned one little snippet of a verse from the Billy Joel "We Didn't Start the Fire" song. <laughs> And say what what is the actual historical context of this one little line from the song? That's scary. That that's the most thing, most memorable thing I have. Where you can call up things like you know, yeah, how to I read could, a newspaper. I was going to say because in my economics class, I didn't have an economics day. class. Fuck! I am we, so stupid. Well, no, ours was on the first day. We learned how to read the stock market page, and then we had a week, and we were given a fictional ten thousand dollars. Yeah. And you had to write down what stocks you want to buy, how much, da-da-da-da. 
You could trade as you went along the semester, but at the end of the semester, you had whoever made the most money got like a a $25 gift certificate to like a a restaurant or something. You know, it was Mm -hmm. nothing big, but a $25 gift certificate. But enough to understand the pitfalls and what to watch for of what is successful and what's not to know how not to be flim flammed. Right. I didn't have a fictional ten thousand dollars. <laughs> hey, but you know who who Ho Chi Minh is. Well, unless the person or it yeah. was Children of Thalidomide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that was the one I remember as well because we whoever did the project on that one had had some really scary pictures. Anyway, moving on. Speaking of critical thinking, speaking of scary pictures of people with our without arms. You realize that people who need arms are dowsers. Not necessarily. I bet you could do it with your feet. And a wheelchair. Well, then how do and you a move? wheelbarrow. <laughs> yeah. Wheelbarrow. Yeah, have, have, have someone push you around in the wheelbarrow? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you can play guitar, you can douse. I'm going to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not if you can douse, you can play guitar. If you can play guitar, you, you can, can douse. douse. That's right. <laughs> Comparison. <laughs> um, so housing is making a resurgence due to this wonderful drought not caused by uh, global warming. No, we can't teach political interpretations no. of scientific knowledge. Yeah. Somehow I don't think the climate gives a damn whether the politics... Yeah. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's well, not to go back on the hottest thing, but that's the problem with saying that climate change is a political interpretation when it's math it's happening yeah. temperature go up global warming yeah Ugh. anyway it's not our fault uh yes it is anyway uh <laughs> but yeah so yeah. california is in one of the worst droughts in its uh recorded history right uh, i know texas is going through a pretty darn bad one yeah and in fact the whole desertish kind of southwest um which I don't quite get why it's all the Southwest. I mean, we're kind of more South, but Virginia South. It's everything stems from Washington D.C. So yes, the South. I'm gonna shut up. We should just cut this out. <laughs> no, no, we should just keep this in. But you're editing this week, so I get you're you're gonna cut it out. I bet. Yeah. So it, it seems like there are things like the um, what's the 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 Colorado River. That feeds a lot of California, especially Southern California, yep. is not as high as it was, and a lot of aquifers are drying up and stuff like that. Yeah, because they're using tons of water from them yep. because they're not getting any rain. And a lot of wells, because basically people are not getting water from Colorado okay. or these aquifers. People are using more water from their ground wells, and because they're using more water from their ground wells, they're using up the groundwater, which means they need new wells. Yep. And the United States is sinking. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> this is not the plot to Superman. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so it seems that, understandably, in some ways, farmers out in California are getting a little on the desperate side. Yep. So much so that they are turning to dowsers like Mark uh, Mondavi or Rob Thompson, who are a couple different local... Rob Thompson? Rob Thompson. Huh? Isn't he the singer? Matchbox from- 20? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking Thompson Twins, but um, shows my... Um, you're dating yourself, which yes. is weird because you're the youngest amongst us. I <laughs> hey, they had two good songs in the 80s. 
Well, I always hate when dowsers say that they can find water. Yeah, because if you drill down far enough... <laughs> you're probably going to hit water, because that's the whole point of groundwater, right. is it is a level of water that is common to a whole area, unless there's, like, more solidy granity rock or right. something like right. that. Although, nowadays, if you drill down far enough, you'll hit the fracking water. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> chemically goodness. Mmm, Yes. But yeah, that's that's one of the responses to basically this resurgence of dowsing in California from people like the U.S. Geological Survey that there's pretty much water everywhere. So if you douse, you're going to find something, and a lot of times you really are just going to have a lucky guess. A lot of times. <laughs> and a lot of the time. I don't always enunciate very well. Exactly. Yes. So, uh, Despite California being really dry, there's a lot of water there. Is there? Yes. yes. Well, well, down far enough, sure. Yes. And if they, if they keep on sucking that out, then eventually California will fall into the sea, because it'll all fall down, and, and, and everyone will be sad. Ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Indeed. Well, that has relevance, doesn't it, <laughs> this song about the Black Death? Sure. Whatever, sure. but the the interesting thing about these dowsers is some of them, they say they operate for free, but they ask for expenses and donations, or sometimes just flat out ask for like five or ten thousand dollars, which is technically well, that's, well, that's cheaper than bringing out a. Free. Yeah, well, it's, it depends on who you're talking to. Right, but they're they're paying for pseudoscience, so they don't have to pay for real science. Yeah, which, which they say basically a dowser, even if it's like $5,000, is still cheaper than bringing out an actual geologist there. But geologists, like like we talk about how the, the Tiktaalik fossil was found, they know the stone, they know what should be found where, what types of stones will yield what sort of fossils, but where where water might be collected or where... Water, water may be shallower than maybe an area where it's just pure granite. Sure. And they probably know the geologic formations down, which means that they can possibly say, well, you don't want to drill on this part of your land because there's some sort of basin that folded over and therefore it's or granite. Or like San Andreas Fault or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, please. Please don't drill here. And then we really do get the plot of Superman. And or Superman 2 or no, Superman. No, Superman. Okay. Uh yeah, Superman. Yeah, Superman was the Into the Sea. Superman 2 was the uh, General Zod. Okay. Yeah. Don't write any letters. We know our Superman and Superman 2. <laughs> Don't well, ask us about you Man You two know your Superman and <laughs> Superman 2. Don't ask us about Man all of Steel. I'll, We've only seen that movie once. All I know Never is that it. Richard Pryor was in the third one, and I, and I totally blocked everything else regarding it. So. <laughs> but that's what dowsing is. It is bad science. It is people it's, telling themselves that no, they have powers. You know what? No, it's not bad science. It's yes. pseudoscience. It's you science. cannot say that it's bad science. Bad science was 1600 in phrenology. Right. Okay, we didn't know better. But people uh, back when, whenever this started, and the dowsers seem to think this has been around for thousands of years, I doubt that quite. I don't know if it's been quite that long, but essentially you've had people who think that they they can feel the vibrations in these copper dowsing rods, or or they also sometimes be. use pendulums, yeah, which is why I brought the crystals. And the, and the one guy said that I only use the the things for show. If one of the articles that had it, yeah. the guy was all like, I really only use them for show. I just know where to stop because I don't know. I get the vibrations, whatever. It's yes. 
bullshit. The nose was in the ear. Bad John Travolta movie. It's, I'm willing to say that it is bad science in that they don't actually apply science to what they're doing. Because I've seen, um, I think there was um, either the last couple of years or something like that, one of the James Randi Tam um, uh, uh, challenges that they actually had showed at Tam was a dowser who had basically like ten coffee cup, coffee cans, whatever, with water in them or something yeah. like that. And it was all sealed up, and the dowser basically had to guess of the ten, like, which three had water in it, and completely did not, like, I don't know how many they got, but it was not, you know, statistically significant that they got anything. Well, yeah, well, if they had uh, been statistically and, and the significant, bad science, they would have won the prize. Yeah, the bad right. science about these dowsers that are doing this whole thing is they don't understand that there's water, water everywhere, and plenty of drops to drink. And that it's the idiomotor effect, and they they just remember the miss they they remember the hits and not the misses, all that kind of stuff. That is all bad science, and that's why I'm willing to stand behind what I said five minutes ago. I don't even remember what you said five minutes ago. That's okay. Neither did the listeners. Okay, the listeners kind of tune me out whenever you (laughs) you and Donna talk. It's blah 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 blah. Whenever it's Greg, it's. Okay. <laughs> More non-politically correct comedians might say that that's how men hear women all the time. Imagine someone with four wives. <laughs> I'd rather imagine a woman with four husbands. I don't see a problem with that, as long as everybody's consenting adults. But that's kind of one of the weirdness of what's going on with our next story. Right. You mean like sister wives? Yeah. I <laughs> Wait, we just said the same thing. We already had a gap in time. You could have edited that fine. Yeah, it's easy to see a click. She's such a lazy editor. <laughs> Regardless, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Sister Wives, which, uh, it, okay, that's that's a television show. Yes, Sister it Wives? is a Apparently. television a show on television show. TLC. I mean, like, about a real family. It is about yeah. a real set of fundamentalist Mormon polygamists. Okay. So- now, these are not the Warren Jeffs prairie dresses... Everybody on welfare, sort of. Twelve-year-old bride. Right. These are four consenting women of age. Right. Right. The first one is legally married to the guy with the hair, and I don't know his name. His his name is uh, the the. I was going to mention this kind of pissed me off. The article on S L Trib or something, I guess St Louis Trib or something like that said that um, this uh, suit was brought by Cody Brown of Sister Wives fame and his four wives. And his four wives. None of them were named. Just Cody Brown. Okay, so the first one he is legally married to, he is married in a religious ceremony to the other three. And when they lived in Utah, they cohabitated in a single dwelling, which apparently was against the law because... Utah has a law in the books about non-cohabitation and being able to call yourself husband and wife if you're not legally married, especially if you're married to somebody else, blah, 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 blah. Well, ever since they had the revelation so they'd get statehood. (laughs) Right. Right. So So that's what it was. And that is what basically a, a Utah judge basically said. 
their their due process, and I believe it's their Fourth Amendment or Fourteenth Amendment rights. First and Fourteenth Amendments were I basically cannot remember violated. What Fourteenth is no. um, equal oh. protection. Yeah. Okay. The amendment addresses citizenship rights and the equal protection laws, including invasion of individual rights. Right. So most of what this Thank family were, were fighting for is essentially saying that it's our religious rights and equal protection rights that we should be able to cohabit as many as we want. Because there are two phases to the Utah bigamy kind of laws. One is you can't get more than one marriage license, and that is still in effect. But basically, federal judge Clark... Whoops! What oops? What oops? <laughs> which is a great name. Um, basically said that well, they're, they're, it's it's not equally protecting people. There's there's nothing wrong with people co- cohabitating, which kind of a lot of the precedent that the um, Brown and his lawyer brought into this were things like the striking down of Texas and anti sodomy laws, which is basically which in the I am sure. Actually, <laughs> pissed them off more than anything. Probably, and the gay marriage precedent of these are consenting adults; they can do what they want. Which is interesting that this basically fundamentalist religious sect is saying we should be like the gays; we should be able to in whatever relationship we want to be. Well, it, it boils down to they have one legal marriage license. Right. Everything else is a religious ceremony, and it's just they are choosing. Yeah. To call each other husband and wife, and or husband wife wife wife, yeah. really what it is, you know. As long, I don't see a problem with it. Honestly, I don't. Well, the the problem I just have a quick problem with it, which is just the religious fundamentalism of it. That you know, you've got one person who's subservient to well, four people who's subservient to one guy and all that, but. If I don't know. Have you really... ever watched the show? Because they're yeah. not really that subservient. I hate okay. to say this, but I have seen the show. Um, it is kind of funny sometimes because he, he's, um, he, the women in his life do make a lot of, I don't know how else to put this, command decisions mm-hmm. when he is not around. Well, that's um, that's good. Now they do have an issue. They have addressed the the brother husbands as opposed to sister wives, and he's like, "Oh no, I'd be totally uncomfortable with yeah, that." Yeah, that's where blah, it's, blah, blah, it's, blah. it's a one fair. penis rule here. Yeah, and that's that's pretty lame. I as as someone who has many polyamorous friends, people should ha- be able to make whatever commitments to however many and whoever they want to, in a theoretical way. The problem being. The, the uber-religious man-dominated misogynistic crap. But apparently, I guess that's not the only criticism of saying that we should allow whatever form of bigamy that adults might choose. Yeah, well, there may be a problem with having multiple wives. And I, I see I see an issue that may crop up um, once, once we get into this. But Slate had an interesting article on the... Societal, the ill societal effects of bigamy and, and uh, polygamy, and part of that is you get um, one guy or a group of usually wealthy guys getting all the women, mm-hmm. and therefore the non-alpha guys can't get any, and so it actually leads to crime and more unrest. Because well, that's sort of what's happened with Warren Jeffs. Right. A lot of these, the lost boys of, of the FLDS church, 
where these kids are reaching, you know, 16, 17, 18, and Warren Jeffs would just be like, boom, you're gone. Yeah, yeah. it's not just that they can't find wives. They are kicked out of their community, kind of like a dominant lion or gorilla kicking out all the male juveniles out but of the pack. Or I don't think that we should be using Warren Jeffs and the that concept of polygamy no, as but, kind of our basis because no. they do take a lot of liberties with that whole age of consent thing. Right, but ignoring the age of consent. I mean, assuming everybody is consenting adults, uh, you get the, the jealousy, according to the article, you, you, you can get the jealousy factor, which can, and, and they lead to higher crime rates. Uh, both just physical fighting and and more more breaking in the houses and and mm-hmm. uh, assault and uh, supposedly there is data to back this up in countries that allow this. like the Middle Eastern countries the Middle Eastern. Where the- and, and the and the problem doesn't occur so much in a society where everybody's kind of equal and the guy just happens to have more women it occurs in a, a stratified society such as the United States is becoming where the wealthy become more wealthy and therefore the mainly guys get the girls and they all go up so it's upward movement whereas now the non alphas can't get any upward mobile action either and so that's one of the problems that the slate article was was describing is it causes societal unrest, and so therefore, one man, one woman, or one woman, man, one man. However, I think that's more of an argument for everybody being equal yeah. <laughs> than saying that basically polygamy or bigamy or whatever, or the polyandry, I think that's the other word, where one woman, many men. Polyandry is one woman, very many men. Okay. Polygyny. Polygyny is okay. one woman or one yeah. man, many women. Polyamory is just many loves. Ugh, because it's a mix of Greek and Latin, and it really <laughs> bugs the shit out but of me. It's, it's not the the act of what is called poly- polyamory. It's just the grammar that bothers it, you. Yes. Okay. okay. So polyamory is multiple multiple loves, right. and then polygamy is multiple marriage. Right. So. I, I think Yay, in general, my doctorate paid off. The, the three of us all agree that the act of having multiple partners is not inherently bad. Don't say you didn't say, earn anything. Is, is that a nickel you gave I her? I just gave her a nickel. I'm going to treasure this always. As long as you don't take any wooden nickels, that's the important part. <laughs> But uh, I think we all, we the three of us at least agree that there's nothing inherently wrong in having multiple partners. No. But it's dangerous as long as, as long as when you have other factors that bring in problems like unequal ex- socioeconomic status, unequal male female status, right, religious but, dogma. But we should also point out that yeah, we we think it's fine to have you know if someone wants to have multiple partners. That's fine. You might want to make sure everybody else is on board with yes, it. Well, I mean, okay, true. hold on. But that is that is one of the tenets of, of polyamory is open, honest right. communication. Not generally the guy that fucks around. Yeah, not Newt Gingrich who said, oh, I'm just in polyamorous, but his wife didn't know about it. Right. That's not well, polyamory. No, that's, he was, that's being he, a lying, cheating fuckwad. no. He was just, he was a serial monogamist. He just worked at a much faster pace 
than his ex-wives. On his ex-wives who were dying, was it? Yeah. Yeah, so not so much monogamous as... Uh, there, there are some, there are some crossfading going on there. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, bastard. <Yeah. laughs> so we look forward to Utah reinstating the uh, polygamy, <laughs> uh, or at least allowing people to live together, even well, if you're my, not sleeping my, together. My opinion of that, even with this, you know, this Cody Brown and his four wives thing, is it. it doesn't really bother me if they're cohabiting. I, I don't see. I have yeah. I have I have no issue if if everybody is on board with it. Yeah. If, if and, and there's no there's no again going back to the Jeffrey thing. If you're not forcing someone to be in this relationship and then controlling them, if it's a perfectly open, willing, consensual kind of thing, good yeah. on you. Yeah. Unfortunately, you've got the religious conservatives who, when they talk about how bad gay marriage is. Will tack onto that saying, well, it would be well it's a to slippery slope because we're just going to allow bigamy next. And oh my God, dogs and cats living together. Yeah. Mass hysteria. They go directly from gay marriage to bigamy to duck fucking. Which or is something. weird because. Yeah. It, it, really, it, they're throwing out the Old Testament then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, given how many people had multiple wives in the yeah. Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of uh, creative ignoring going on there. Well, yeah. Regardless. So. Good luck, uh, Polly people. <laughs> crackers. <laughs> rackers? Crackers. Crackers? <laughs> I thought you said rackers, and I thought you were suddenly talking yeah. about where Teacher Mike nope, works. No. <laughs> okay, Polly, cra- Polly want a cracker. Oh, no. Polly want a... God, wow. But I'm bummed. I thought you were commenting how white these people look in the picture. Right. Oh, damn it, you, you, beat me, you beat me to the punchline. Yeah. Plus, have you seen how white these people are? Pa-dooms. Okay. <laughs> Smiling, white, friendly Morvins. Ah! Anyway, uh, so was there anything that we want? Uh, did you guys say everything you wanted to say about this? I, 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 I think the, the listeners have wasted a good hour and a half with us enough, so or yeah. less. Or, or ish. 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 Yeah. I think the ish is kind of... Well, there's the, like, hour and 20, 25 minutes of listening to us, and then five minutes of just qu- finding a quiet, happy place so they can recover from having listening to us. Hmm. Hmm. True. Or at Perhaps... least just my constant... Ee- oh, God. You know... Oh, really, really, you don't have to do that. Yeah. Uh... I challenge listeners to figure out what pitch I was singing and how off-key I am. See, the hilarious thing about this is every time he speaks during this podcast, I'm just going to put a tone over him. <laughs> a nice sine wave. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to think they're going to No, gonna you're think not, that... because I know you don't have a lot of time. <laughs> well, yeah. they're going to think that Greg suddenly developed Tourette's. <laughs> ah, but you know what? I know I, I, there's an easy way for me to do it. Just replace the entire track? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, no, I'll have it trigger. I'll have it trigger a key, uh, synthesizer. So anyway, um, well, they can ponder what we learned. I have no idea what we learned. We learned a whole bunch about miscarriages of justice, miscarriages of science, miscarriages of pseudoscience, and... Miscarriages of romance. Of romance. And uh, miscarrying guitars. So there we go, which will be the first (laughs) one and not the last one. So we hope you learned all that and you caught the thread. That went through this entire podcast. Yes, this podcast had a theme. <laughs> Which is basically news stories from different United States states. 
Yeah. So, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you for having us. Uh, I'm Gary and I've been your host. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> thank you, Donna and Gary. And thank you, Gary, for taking a while to remember who the hell I was. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, the G. <laughs> start with G, but not Gary. G is for Grackle. That's good enough for me. Anyway, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. I hope you all come back next week. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. So what are we starting yeah, with? Good question. Um, well, I've got the quizzy thingy. Yeah. So there's that. Let's figure out the uh, the plan of attack here before we go uh, full tilt and just uh, uh, working against ourselves and uh, fighting an enemy that we can't see. Do we want to start in Texas since you wanted to talk about like the open carry? That's a good idea. Okay. So... Open carry, open fetus, no. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. Well. There's got to be a way to turn that into a Cards Against Humanity card, but I can't figure out how. <laughs> open fetus. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you saw. Set 5 came out. Oh, I didn't. Oh, okay. I got the email today. I already bought it. <laughs> Well, uh, miscarriage, uh, fetuses lead right into dowsing. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Texas is having a drought. California is having a drought. That's a little bit more obvious of a transition than uh, dead babies. <laughs> well, actually, that, that would lead more into polygamy than, than dowsing. Yeah. Well, but then polygamy leads into death. <laughs> polygamy leads into babies. Babies leads into miscarriages. Miscarriages. It's a miscarriage of science, and that's what dousing is. And the Ohio da-da, thing. Da-da. And then scientific method. What the thing is of how to think. Wow. So how did that go again? Did you write that? Up a carry, miscarriage, miscarriage. No, like, it was polygamy into miscarriage. Which, into which miscarriage is of justice. Just, yeah. Therefore, we need the open carry, which can also be considered a a miscarriage of reason, which is where we get into the Ohio thing. So it's a whole... It's a whole miscarriage of ideas. And we skipped California somehow. Hmm. (laughs) Me, 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 (laughs) me. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. Me, 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 me. If I'm Beaker, I guess that makes you Bunsen Honeydew. Uh, the... it, yeah. Yes. Okay, we shall put Beaker now inside the cage and release the tiger. Now we have perpetual motion. <laughs> perpetual motion. <energy. laughs> okay, go ahead.
Right, Thompson Twins? What, what was Hold those? Me Now and... Hold Me Now. Okay. And uh, who did Pretty in Pink? A psychedelic person. Psychedelic person. Oh, yeah. All they, they all said this. I like how to... the non-musical one... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 80s Review on the Skeptic Corner. <laughs> Don't you try... Everyone had a real bad Don't fake Don't you... Forget exactly. about me. Never had a really bad fake English accent, even though <laughs> a lot of it wasn't fake, but it was. I could never quite get the guy from uh, Midnight Oil and the Beds Are Burning, but yeah. anyway. For the children! <laughs> <laughs> I always hate when they yell that. <laughs> Fuck.